guys. Welcome back. Episode nine. We're here in lovely Los Angeles. Uh, we're back. Uh, I'm accompanied by my lovely co-host. This is Erica. And Virginia. And welcome again. Yeah. How was your weekend? Uh, it was okay. Very eventful. Very eventful. Elaborate. Just kidding. <laughs> A lot of bullshit from work, but we're going to keep that under wraps. So... I feel you. I yeah. feel you. I got my car towed. Oh, shit. I was telling you, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up when you told me that. Yeah. Here, I'm just going to tell you a quick story so we can get into this. Um, I parked my car in front of my building. I was uh, it, I was barely like in the house for like maybe an hour, an hour and a half. I had to take my dog out. And when I took him out, I noticed that my car was missing. And I was like, what the fuck? Did it get stolen? And I go back inside, get my sister. We come back out. We see a guy coming out of his house. And we're like, hey, have you seen a car that's parked here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I towed it. Fucking asshole. asshole. I know. And I called you, like, crying and shit. <laughs> and um, I'm like, hey. I was like, why? And he's like, you were in our driveway. And he had, like, pictures. My dumb ass forgot to ask for the pictures. And then I'm like, hey, can I get the towing company so I can get my car? And his dad comes out and whispers something to him. So they, didn't, they refused to give us the information. And so I was basically yelling at this guy in the street, like, hey, can you please let me know? Like, do I not deserve a car? And he's like, park better. Fucking asshole. I know. Did you at least, like, get to him with your words? I mean, I said fuck you to him in the street, and then my sister told me to calm down. She didn't want me to get arrested. I was so fucking mad, dude. He deserved that fuck you, dude. Yeah. And, like, so many other things coming to him. I know. I want to save my dog's shit and just, like, smother it all over his lawn. Oh, you should. You know what? Smother it on, like, the door of his car. If I know which one his car is, if I ever, if I ever, like, peer out. Oh, the windshield wipers? Yeah, there we go. That's a good one. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways, guys, that's fucked up. Sorry, Erica, that happened to me. Oh, you're, you're, that's good. People of Los Angeles need to get a grip. Uh, so today's episode is about all these amazing femme vibes that we're going to talk about. So we have three movies that my friend recommended, and we are not alone. My, uh, Erica and I have a guest here today, a very special guest. His name is Jonathan Caballero, uh, creative extraordinaire. I've met him at uh, this PR firm that we've, I've worked at in Los Angeles, and he was working there too and he was just one of the most realest people that I've met and we've always just kept in contact so Jonathan say a little something about yourself hi well I just first and foremost I want to say thank you so much for both to both of you for inviting me here I know um when Virginia had first mentioned her podcast with her friend Erica I was really excited I'm a huge fan and I can't wait to see where it goes um because I can see it going really far um so a little bit about myself I am a creative director, stylist, and just a conceptual designer in general. As mentioned by Virginia, I am very just creative in general. Um, Also gay and single. Um, single any, guys. If anybody else, find them on Grinder. Yeah, why not? Um, but yeah, I'm just happy to be here and so thankful. I mean, if you want to know anything about me, I'll drop my Instagram later or anything. But yeah, you know. so let's go into like how we met. So basically, I was working in in this PR firm in Los Angeles, and I was working in their rental department. And you were more of like uh, working on pools for stylists and inventory, right? Yeah, so I was like an intern. I was more in like 
Regina worked in the rental department, which was a different like office from the main one. Um, and that for me personally, I kind of took that person. I was like, no, like we should all be involved. We're a team here, right? Um, but yeah, I worked in like, I guess like the main office as an assistant showroom manager. I worked with um, the accountant there and just like made sure about the polls and checked inventory and send out samples and also helped out the publicists with their little duties as well. Just basically did everything. Yeah, like a jack of all trades. Kind of yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. Because it was a lot of work. Yeah. Did you even get paid? We know we did. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's yeah. good. Okay, there no. was that. No, yeah. In the beginning, in the beginning, I was an intern, but then out of all the interns, they ended up hiring me, yeah. which was a good. Like, I was very honored um, because also I get to see Virginia more, which is really nice. Yeah. So, like, I think like what gravitated me towards you, it's like how real you were. Like within this PR firm, that's when I started started to understand how people are within the industry are so they're just not completely honest with you. They always try to like tell you different stories here and there and feed you some bullshit and you know so yeah everybody just kind of had like these weird hidden agendas and there was something about Jonathan that every time I looked at his direction there was just always this honest look and like this just from the heart like he would answer you honestly and no bullshit so I always gravitated towards him so that was one of the reasons why I became we came really close in contact because I think in the midst of like really fake people, you know, it's like you kind of look around you and you think like, wow, like where is there somebody like me? And fortunately enough for me, you know, Jonathan was there. So, and that really made that workplace like a lot better when I saw, when Jonathan was there working with me. Cause I thought for somebody here that's like-minded, you know, and, and that goes a long way within your day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I can definitely agree with that too. I, you know, working in that environment was very toxic and we even reflected on it afterwards after we both left um, due to the pandemic and we both just understood that like yeah we were both in a shitty situation but something good out of got got out of it our friendship and you know our bond and even after when we stopped working there we would still hang out and just like you know just hang out and catch up as much as we could during the pandemic lockdown days but you know it was amazing the good old days literally (laughs) yeah but now we're here and I'm excited to be back and since I, I had a podcast I've always wanted like I really want Jonathan on here because I think he has a lot of cool stories to share and to me he's kind of like a modern day club kid because he goes out there and like he goes to a lot of clubs and he dresses the way he wants to dress he's very expressive and so I'm glad you're here we're here to learn more about yeah. the queer culture as well yes I, anything like I like I, t- I try to live my life as authentically as myself and open as honest in hopes to inspire others because you know we only have one life to live and every moment's so precious so why not why live in fear just say fuck it and just yeah. that's actually something that Virginia told me fuck everybody else is worried about <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm here to say that yes, her advice is very much sound, and yeah, you know, that's a golden rule. Literally, just you know, do you and be happy. Yeah. So I reached out to you, and I, I was like, "Hey, dude, come to our podcast." And you're like, "Yeah." And so I asked you, "Give me three films so we can talk about them." And you gave me like the most fabulous films, of course, as your your fashion. Um, we talked. We're going to talk about Valley of the Dolls, Barbarella, and Gentlemen's Pure Blonde mm-hmm. with. Marilyn Monroe. So why did you choose these movies? Like what, what affected you? Like for me, I feel like whenever I gravitate towards the movies, cause it somehow affected me, my adolescence in some way, you know? So tell us. Okay. So those three movies specifically had the same theme of just like feminine energy in general. And I think, you know, as like, as like, you know, I, I do, I do identify as queer, as gay, but 
one thing that you know growing up I still grew up as a man you know society treated me as a, as a man so I kind of dealt with all the trauma like of toxic masculinity of like oh I shouldn't show my emotions I shouldn't cry I shouldn't wear this or that because it's feminine um, but those movies really gave me an outlet to really express who I was and made me feel like wow like you know these women like they're so balanced in their masculine energy like they accept themselves who they are they're like you know what you know this this situation is shitty but i'm gonna use i'm gonna use my talents and my gifts to my advantage you know so you see a lot of that thought like power feminine in their power and just like you know going against basically everything that in those time frames and even now like there's such timeless uh cult classics just because you can see it, the correlation and the impact that you know it has in society not only today but how much it impacted them before it too because around these times uh this the women's liberation was going on sexual awakening and just in general just being just yourself and you know I think women unfortunately growing up in a like misogynistic world like you know I don't personally have any um like correlation in like issues that women face but I understand because you know for someone who was oppressed as well for being too feminine I do understand what it's like in a, in a sense and those movies definitely gave me inspiration to just be myself and you know what's funny about those films they were made like about 50 40 years ago give or take and um, those were pressing boundaries back then like women were pushing that and it was so wild and it's still today we're still having this issue that women still need to push this boundary and it's like dude it's been like fucking 50 years when are we finally gonna like progress and not have like limitations on women like about our bodies about everything you know it's just really interesting that you chose those films because they're made in like the 60s and 50s and stuff which is cool yeah I was definitely a firm believer of um, learning our history and reflecting from our past because mm-hmm. it does help define our futures in our present right. moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just so excited to share those movies with you guys. Yeah. Let's talk about Valley of the Dolls. I remember when that book was out, like it was just that book that every girl wanted to read because like the book is so beautiful, like aesthetically the pink cover and like Sharon Tate, Patty Duke and the other girl that <laughs> just kind of like blurs. Just the other girl. Just the other girl. Yeah, don't, 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 worry don't, about don't, it. don't overthink it. The other brunette. We know what you mean. Um, <laughs> So, and then having having to be so aesthetically beautiful, um, it's actually really that story, you know? Yeah. Um, it's like demise of an actress, you know? And those stories are always heard here in Hollywood, and it's really sad. Um, I think when I watched the movie, I thought about, like, Lindsay Lohan and Britney Murphy. Yeah. You know, like, the falling actress, you know? Britney Spears. Yeah. It, it's kind of like uh, Girl Interrupted, like, kind right. of, like, yeah. those vibes, yeah. just, like, struggling with, like, addiction and... Right. Always, always trying to, you know feeling like you're not enough so you have mm-hmm. to do something right. to like you know make sure you're relevant which mm-hmm. is sad because that's really how society has treated women for all these years especially women in Hollywood you know they're seen more as like a prop than an actual human being and that's what people tend to forget even like outside of movie and the film industry in general mm-hmm. like True. women aren't being respected and valued as human beings right like there was a scene where she was like dancing and then a director kept saying like more I want you to give me more and that's when she took a break and took some pills and she came back like differently you know mm-hmm. like with more energy and that's just fucked up because I'm like can you just let her have a break mm-hmm. you know it's like but I, it's definitely what you say too like a lot of like women are treated differently like more like like robots you know fembots like Austin, fembots. Austin Powers yes <laughs> I just want some guns in my tits oh my god, <laughs> my god. yes <laughs> if you get, yes lactation just uh, yeah. lactation <laughs> and if it comes across my path really? I know. my god so I've read this little fun fact that 
about Valley of the Dolls. Apparently, the, the author of the book didn't like the movie, and she went up. To of the course, director. they don't. That's yeah, what happens. she went up to the director, and she was like, "This is shit. Your movie is shit." Uh-huh. And because uh, she was like so like into her story, right? And I think that book actually delves more into detail of like what type of issue each actress was going through. Mm-hmm. I think the movie kind of like just wraps up like, oh, okay, well, Sharon Tate, you know, she eventually takes these pills and then she commits suicide, but it doesn't really uh, give you like like how the book goes into like the actual details. The mentality of it, the psychology. The monsters she was dealing with in her head. But yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. Like authors don't really like their movies to be made into like big franchises, right? Well, it's all about ego too. It's like, I wrote this book and like now they're making a film and it's like, that. what is that film going to represent on my book? Because that's not my book. Like I can understand it, but it's like, come on, let us have fun. Right. (laughs) Let us explore it. Yeah. Although Valley of the Dolls, the movie, I feel like it would be so so much more though. They should. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Hollywood should redo that movie. They should redo that. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it's so crazy that you mentioned that because like you kind of were coming at a at an age in film where things are being remade. You know, like oh, there's yeah. reboots and like you yeah. know Ghostbusters, like the whole all women cast, but also even diving into the next movie that we're gonna talk about, Barbarella. Um, Jane Fonda has actually mentioned that she wanted a reboot of that movie uh, oh, in really? a modern, modern day Barbarella. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Why didn't it happen though? Honestly, I'm not sure. Maybe yeah. just like legal issues or something. But like, can you just imagine like a modern day bar? Who would? Who is like? Who? Who do you guys think would play do justice? Okay, first of all, who do you guys think? Who would you guys cast as Valley of the Dolls three actors? Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Not to be spot. Not to be cliche, but I'm thinking like, I don't know. Euphoria is just so high right now. One of the girls in Euphoria. Oh yeah. Well, for Barbara, Barbara, I would say Sydney Sweeney. She's too short. What? Why does that have she's, she's too little. Like, she's, I need, okay. need somebody. Barbarella, dude, needs to be Oh, she's the eye, yeah, because actually, she has like, to be tall. it's like, kind of like a superhero fit. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I think who who would it be? Honestly, I don't. You, I don't you, know. You say you for it. I don't know. Instantly, I thought of Barbie Ferreira. Barbie Ferreira. Oh, yes. Okay. Barbarella? Yes. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Just like for her. Just like you you do have something there. Yeah. I think There's those, something there. Yeah. Like the yeah. cast of Euphoria. And then like, you know, for her body type, it's like kind of like progressive in a sense that like she's expressing her sexuality in this. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's changing the narrative into what it was before. Because yeah. I mean, when you look at films before, there's definitely an agenda there. Mm-hmm. But that agenda has changed over time. Right. So why definitely. not remake it? Yeah. Like, have more like body yeah. positivity. Kind of like, let's see something different, you know, right. instead of this generic twig everywhere. True. Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah. Scarlett <laughs> Johansson. Oh my God. I think she, she's a little bit older. I no, it's because like, have you seen those memes of like, no. oh, like, because like, there's this controversy between uh, Lucy because Lucy was actually an adaptation and they're saying like, oh, she was to be an, the, the actress for that movie had to be Asian because mm-hmm. it was an Asian like dominant. And also, um, what's that other one that she plays like a robot? Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like basically, yeah, like you said, I agree with you. Yeah. Just bringing more diversity. Mm-hmm. Just a more diverse cast in general, just because like, I think growing up, all of us, we were all affected by like right. what we see in social media and it tends to affect us and how we view ourselves and how right. the world views us. So, you know, definitely I agree with that. Mm-hmm. So who would you cast as Valley of a Doll? So three actresses. <sighs> I don't know. That's a tough one. Because, like, I feel like actresses nowadays, I don't know. There's not really, like, an icon. You know how, like, when I mentioned Girl Interrupted, sure. there was, like, Winona Ryder. The icon. Mm. Yes. There's, like, Angelina Jolie. There's no more of those. Like, yeah. 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 Those yeah. were, like, very iconic, like... 
it, it's hard. Well, that's why I was thinking of Euphoria because they're at such a high right now. Zendaya makes that fucking show, uh, in, oh, sure. in my opinion. Yeah. I could see her playing one of the actresses. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like definitely whoever plays these roles from these movies definitely have to have that confidence right. that like that depth you know that like how you mentioned that like right. Angelina Jolie and Winona Ryder mm-hmm. how their versatility of mm-hmm. not yeah. only being okay with getting down and dirty mm-hmm. and understanding like you know playing these very emotional roles True. you know you have to have that depth in order that's to that's the thing they're emotional roles right yeah. so like it has to be somebody who just like pours everything out yeah. you know what I mean? okay like, how about so. Florence Pugh okay yeah she's from little women oh. she black widow. black widow the sister oh the okay, blonde okay. girl yeah she's dating zach braff oh she is this is hard yeah she, how do casting directors do this? wait wait you know who i would think i don't know i don't think she would be lead but definitely she has that aesthetic who? she can have that aesthetic very easily who um i forgot her fucking fucking full name but it's uh she's queen's gambit girl oh anya taylor joy yes oh yes um, that's a good that's a good she was from split brunette and then she went on to the queen's gambit Gambit. and then she's like um let me show you okay i was like i don't really watch tv as much oh but i do take your word for it oh yeah she's great and she's very tall too like she can be like that model tv actress jennifer yeah yeah I mean, nice. her oh yeah oh, oh yes 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 yes, yes. 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 Oh, yes 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 oh my god yes yes oh my god yes 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 for a soundtrack, it'd be great if Lana Del Rey can do it. Oh yeah, because that would be like very feminine, right? Very dark and very yeah, yeah. yeah. I can okay. see it. I yeah. can see it. She's kind of been low key as of late, but yeah. But who would direct it? I don't know. Um, who who would I trust? I feel like a woman should direct this. hundred percent. Yeah, true. hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of I like um, Greta Gerwig, but I don't okay. know. Do you think Lady she? Bird? Yeah, Lady Bird. She did. Little Women. Mm-hmm. I just like that. I like her style. Frances Ha. Have you ever seen that? Frances mm-hmm. Ha. She's like a cool like. I should, yeah. It should be like an indie movie. It should right. be. Ooh, like an in, like I get you. Like, not not a mainstream yeah. blockbuster thing. Right. Well, no, they wouldn't pick it up anyways. Right. But um, I I'm I'm seeing Greta Gerwig right. doing oh, it. Nice. What about Sofia Coppola? Oh, Sofia Coppola? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can see her she, doing that she too. She has like kind of like the feminine vibes to beguiled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm, Lost in Translation. Virgin mm-hmm. Suicides. Oh, Virgin Suicides. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I can see. Yeah. Very Virgin Suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Those. Um, so Barbarella, like uh, it was uh, 1960. Three, 68? 68, yeah. 1968. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was like like so back in the day, but then like she was just like so sexually free, you mm-hmm. know, like whatever she wore, it wasn't like eyebrow raising for her because that's just her world, mm-hmm. you know? Exactly. So, it, it definitely took away the focus of, you know, having to sexualize everything. And that's something I think yeah. we were talking before we mm-hmm. started recording is mm-hmm. that like living in this misogynistic world, everything's so sexualized, you know, they're like, oh, avert the kid's eyes. That's too sexual. I'm like, well, that's your body though. Like we're taught yeah. to be ashamed of our bodies, especially women. Like, you know, it's like you're putting that sexual connotation in there and exactly. like, we're not doing that. It doesn't have to be exactly. complicated. It's mm-hmm. just, it's an activity. Mm-hmm. You know? So wait, now that you're saying that, that we're the ones of viewer to put on the sexual connotation. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was the case with licorice pizza? 
Well, with licorice pizza, I, you guys didn't see it. I'm going to spoil it. Sorry, guys. I know he's Um, they weren't explicit with any like nude scenes or anything. There wasn't really any sex scenes. It was just like this woman. She she was like a photographer assisting. You know, for your yearbook photos, that's what she was working. Right. And she meets this kid who's in high school getting his yearbook photo taken. Right. And he's like flirting with her, and she's like, "Leave me alone." And like they have this banter, and like he chases her, and they become friends. But it's like really weird because she's 25 and he's like 16. Mm-hmm. And obviously he wants to be with her. It's just, I don't know. But he wants to be with her, but he doesn't want to bone her, right? Well, yeah, he wants to bone her. Oh. There's this one scene where he like, he like asked, hey, can I touch your boob? And oh. she said, yeah, sure. Okay. Like over the shirt. And it was just, oh it was God. just weird. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I do understand both perspectives. I feel like in the sense of like growing up in the society, you were like, okay, like, well, we were taught that like, without consent it's it's wrong mm-hmm. and if they're underage but even understanding too like you know I'm not trying to like justify that but it's just more like understanding the other perspective of like okay well like they didn't make it bigger than what it was she gave consent mm-hmm. he wanted it and that's all that happened and even if it was sex, sexually, sex, sexually explicit like you know, that, it leads to that conversation of like, okay, where are our morals? What is love? You know? Mm, like, yeah. Well, they didn't have love, exactly. but they try to portray love. I don't <laughs> know. I don't but, see, but see, like, that, that's, that's a new yeah. perspective. Yeah. Understanding, like, love between love and last, you know? I'm like, I think I misremembered. Okay. She flashed him her boobs, and then oh. there was another scene where she's, like, asleep on the car, and he wants to grab her boob. Now I remember. Oh. And she's asleep. But uh, he doesn't. He, like, backs up. He's like, oh, never mind. Yeah, now I'm remembering. Oh, God. I saw it only once, and I didn't really. I know I didn't really care about it. I feel like it shouldn't be nominated for an Oscar, but that's. Uh, I mean, you know, the Oscars—that's where the money resides. Uh, yeah. Who chooses to who's nominated and what? Like who? People who are part of the Academy. So who's part of the Academy that's well known? I don't know, like a whole bunch of actors. I'm assuming Angelina Jolie because that's or Brad. Yeah, I feel like they're part of Academy. If you've like directed, Honestly, or, I like, it's all white men. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So no. Brad, part of the- I, I don't know. You have to look into that. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, like yeah. I think, I think you have to be. List. I think they had to be invited. You have to pay a membership fee mm-hmm. to like oh, be, wow. and you have to like I think like kind of prove why you should. Uh, it's, it's a whole process. But there's a cool thing that my sister showed me that the Academy is actually letting people on the side, not the main awards, but like the fan awards, decide who should win Best Picture, and you can like put your nominations. That's in. awesome. That's what yeah. it should always be. Yeah, I think it's on Twitter if you look it up. Okay. Um, yeah, and then you can vote. <laughs> for sure. I love that. Honestly, that's how it should be. Honestly, like mm-hmm. for everything, it's just like not just like people who like are rich I'm white moving, dudes yeah, and, and, and like yeah. working in industry it should be the fans and seeing like wow the cultural impact that that movie right. had you know mm-hmm. for sure I I said my night morality I hope they win uh, Guillermo del Toro wins another Oscar I hope so. He's so cute. Dude, Brad, Bradley Cooper in that movie, though, like, I've never seen Bradley Cooper so intriguing in a film. Yeah. Like, this mm-hmm. movie, like, especially towards the end, mm-hmm. I'm not going to ruin it because it's still pretty much new, mm-hmm. but towards the end, like, the way his character does a full circle, yeah. you know, starts off so confident and then, like, his demise mm-hmm. and, like, that, like, maniacal laugh he has mm-hmm. is, like, damn, that deserves an Oscar right there. Uh, I really gained appreciation and respect for him as an actor when I saw um, uh, Star is Born. I thought he was, like, that was something like, way different it from was. what we're used to with Bradley Cooper. Because he kind of started in, like, comedies. Like, he was, like, the true. sidekick character in comedies and then he kind of, yeah. yeah, he, like, grew from there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the other one, which I kind of saw, uh, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Oh, yeah. What do you want to yes. say? 
Well, I think it's just funny how, well, me and Jonathan were talking about this earlier, how uh, Marilyn Monroe's character, she's like, oh, she's like, I could tell there's something square in his pocket. I think it's a diamond. And then her friend is like, oh, only you can only see a diamond with a, when, cause their singer is like on stage yeah. with the, with the light in your eyes. Yeah. And, um, it's interesting that I asked Jonathan this. I'm like, is she like supposed to be playing dumb around her like supposed fiance? Mm-hmm. And then when he leaves, she's like back to normal, yeah. like trying to just get that money, bro. Yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's and that right there shows depth of a character. The fact that like you know, she can, she knows what she wants, and she's gonna go after it without like hesitation. She's and she's like unashamed of that, Mm -hmm. which goes back into like the feminine kind of like appeal of like you know, if if a woman wants it, why not like go after it? Like there's nothing stopping her, and Mm -hmm. you know, and especially there's nothing stopping a woman who's very determined. You know, right. But that's so taboo too, though. Like a lot right. of women talk shit about that. You know, like mm-hmm. she's a gold digger. Yeah, and also if you look at the best friend too, which I think is interesting, that back in the fifties, well, the friend in the in the movie Dorothy, mm-hmm. she's like kind of like a dude. Like she mm-hmm. shows her masculinity because she's like, oh, those sailors are there. Like let me go with them. Like mm-hmm. oh, more men for right. me. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like switching <laughs> roles that you don't really see. It's like I, I thought it was so interesting. Right. It was definitely sex positive in in terms of like you know women have needs too. Women like right. you know. Like they want to be satisfied too and sex doesn't have to be this bigger thing than it has to be and it's like I think it definitely goes against like you know what a lot of us grew up with in the church of like you can't have sex before marriage you can't have sex if it's not for reproduction you know mm-hmm. and I think having that fear instilled in like growing up as a woman or like even a man or like having that kind of mentality um, definitely does it kind of a lot causes a lot of like repressed feelings you know and a lot of times that's why it causes a lot of sexual confusion and we see people like in marriages years later really like realizing that they're gay or like you know what I mean I yeah. feel like you know we're definitely living in a time where sex is no longer seen as black and sacred, white you know yeah. what I mean so mm-hmm. sacred it's it's definitely something it's it's an activity mm-hmm. and it's that's it <laughs> yeah know? it's not taboo anymore like, right everybody has their own meaning of love everybody has their own love language right exactly. so which is great so yeah so that was uh, did we want to say anything else about gentlemen they prefer blondes um, I just thought the costumes were really cool. Like yeah. in the beginning, um, with her in that red dress, oh, I thought that was yeah. really cool. And then when they go on the boat, she has like that nice black. Like they both have really good, like classic outfits that I think are coming back in style today. Literally. Like it's just very simple and not too wild, but it also accentuates them, mm-hmm. which right. I appreciate. And yeah. I feel like you guys would appreciate because you're both into fashion. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like the yeah. costumes. Dude, and value of the dolls that one see when Sharon Tate comes down with her headpiece. Uh, that was everything. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, like her confidence, everything. Like it, it was just beautiful. And see, like I love movies like that, and that's kind of how, how it shaped me in terms of my fashion and how I identify or like what kind of aesthetic I like. I really like campiness, you know. And yeah. I think you know, going back to like uh, referencing the Met Gala theme camp, I feel like a lot of people didn't know, but when you look at camp, it's definitely those movies that like you know yeah. recommended. It's mm-hmm. very, it's very out there, very like just like fun, useful, and just so experimental. Like why not? You know. Right. And I think that's how fashion should be. And I think definitely we are missing that in our society now. Oh, in the movies. Sure. Now, you know yeah. I feel like people just see something you know like, hey, cool it's off the rack you know there's no depth to it and kind of referring to the episode you had with um with Annie Anna Anna Anna, Anna. Mm-hmm. sorry sorry Anna um, <laughs> but you know how she was saying that like you know um, and you guys were discussing that like sometimes you know they don't people don't understand the detail in the work that goes into these costumes you know whether you can buy something off the rack but then you can add little stains or you yeah. can add like little embellishments and like there's a lot you know there's a lot of creativity that goes behind it and I feel like nowadays Hollywood doesn't really do that essentially they just kind of just use 
just clothes as clothes, you know? Yeah. They don't tell stories with it anymore. Mm-hmm. I just feel like people are just lazy to do that research too. and yeah. to do, to like really delve in, you know? Because I feel like a lot of the times, like, I'm not into, I'm not in the costume uh, industry at all, but I feel like when you do like a huge production, like something like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's somewhat of a period piece still. Mm-hmm. So it needs research and it needs like, what would this person wear? What, what, what piece would accentuate this character in this mm-hmm. scene? You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's people like that anymore. No. People Ever, just see it as a job now. Yeah. They just see it as like clothes, like, oh, this kind of looks like it would match or it would go with the vibe. Let's get that. You know? Well, right. because everyone's like nepotism babies, like, sure. you know, my uncle's in the industry and I'm, it's easy for me to get this job. So they don't sure. really have to work hard at the exactly. craft. Yeah, they can just Nobody they're just yeah that. they're just nepotism babies they're is just that, that is true I agree with yeah. you like now Hollywood is overrun by just like like you said nepotism it's, it's just more like people are getting opportunities because they kiss ass I think that's something we were talking yes. about earlier yeah. mm-hmm. they get they just kiss ass and you know they're just at the right place so that they network but in the end those aren't the people who deserve you know. Like, do they actually have talent? Do yeah, they actually have exactly. the skill? Yeah. They're just really good at kissing ass, which there, I fucking hate. Exactly. Yes. There, there's a difference between having style and being trendy. Because trendy, yeah. you're literally just buying what you see, what's going on, and you just, you know, and then it leads into the conversation of, like, brands appropriating cultures and stealing from smaller artists, you know, and we see that before, you know, I, I think I had posted a while ago about Moschino. They literally stole direct design from a small, like, um, designer in, in England, and, you know, they were calling them out on it because it's, like, it's unfair that, like, yeah. you know, they're, getting, they're taking this credit from these smaller designers when, like, it's them who are coming up the concepts and there's story behind it and the story gets lost in yeah. this mainstreamness. That's so sad. Yeah. People working hard and then they're getting ripped off. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. Can you imagine if Hollywood actually hired like really creative people and like really goal-oriented people and like passionate people that are not somehow linked to the industry? I feel like it would change the whole fucking dynamic, dude. Like you would have iconic films. Yeah. Everybody would be like, wow, like this is my shot. Yeah. You know? Everybody would go into like projects yeah. that way. Like if you had a job within costumes and you had Mm-hmm. all of a sudden like you had this agenda of like you had to address these mm-hmm. people for this iconic film wouldn't you be like I doubt Whoa. yes let me do the research give me the script let me like let me break down every single character let me execute this yeah. exactly it's like because yeah. it's like you never had this opportunity before exactly. and you had to work so fucking hard instead of just being you someone's would want to prove yourself yeah instead of being someone's relative you yeah, know and be should, like yeah you should be proud of your work mm-hmm. and everything right. put out I agree with you I agree with yeah. both of you it's, yeah but I think it's coming to the age where we are getting there slowly yeah. but surely I think with social media with TikTok and True. Instagram you know and Twitter and all that people are getting to share their talent and they're getting recognized from these like you know like grass movement you know people from like literally everywhere like people from the Midwest are getting recognized like kind of or we can relate it back to like reality shows like RuPaul's Drag Race like these drag queens who are literally from buttfuck nowhere like literally going on their <laughs> yeah, shows yeah. and expressing their like yeah. you know their talent so it's just like I think it's definitely everybody has an opportunity to make it now you know right. it's no longer like if you have the money for it I think now it's just more like the only excuse the only thing standing in our way is ourselves yeah right. that's true that's true we trying over here <laughs> no you yeah. are you are and we you're thriving and it's beautiful because at the end of the day we all have a story to tell and we have our opinions and thoughts and feelings and we should be able to share it yeah you know there's no there's no shame in that because there's no right or wrong and I think where people get scared is just it's still caring about what other people think yeah, you know, and I think true. that's why a lot of people tend to still fall in the habit of following or just like getting in their heads. And when in reality, we're just like, if it makes you happy and you're not hurting anybody, and you're just trying yeah. to vibe and live life. 
Mm. Yeah, true. But that's like also like very much easier said than done. Because a lot of the times, like you could tell yourself, like I'm not gonna care what anyone thinks today. Mm. But there's always these people that, for somehow they they feed off your energy, you mm. know, and like they're like sharks. Yes. Like they want to stop you from like you're reaching your goals or whatever, and. They probably don't see it that way. That's just who they are, mm-hmm. right? But a lot of the times, like, it's such an easy task to not care what people say. But then when you're kind of trying to get somewhere and you're trying to, your your goal is so much reliable on what people think of your work, you mm-hmm. know? So it becomes kind of a monster in a way in your head. It's like, fuck, like, how can I get these people out of my head exactly. and, like, just do me, you know? Well, so. like, like classic Verge, fuck it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck it, whatever. We we're, were talking yeah. about this before, like, Virginia, um, when I first met her, she would always tell me, like, fuck them, like, fuck the haters, like, who cares what they think? And mm-hmm. I do agree with both perspectives. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it is easier said than done, but it does take practice and self-awareness. Yeah, and does. also, like, divulging into what causes our triggers and also setting boundaries with those people who cause harm and telling, you know, I recently, when I recently came out to my parents again, like, I said, my parents are trying to, so kind of control me and make me feel bad. And I put my foot down. And I said, I'm like, no, like, if you want me to be in your life, if you want me to still be your son, you have to respect me, even though you don't. Yeah. Wow. agree with my lifestyle yeah. just respect it because I love you guys and I forgive you guys for all the trauma you've given me right. but I don't want to focus on the past I just want to move on, on. Yeah. yeah no that's, I love that that's really good setting those boundaries putting your foot down be like we just need to have mutual respect here exactly yeah. it's just like and that's the key to like just living life and being successful in life mm-hmm. it's just understanding that you know not taking things personal anymore and understanding mm-hmm. that like if I don't believe that in myself then True. you know that's all that matters yeah. you know but like I said it goes back to like diving into what triggers us and confronting those fears and those people who have causes mental anguish but and the most challenging person is usually ourselves yeah um, but also giving us the giving us just ourselves that unconditional love that we give to people you know yeah True. yeah all the well said yeah we show up for everybody else but we gotta show up for, for ourselves. ourselves exactly yeah. and I'm proud that you guys know that because I literally see you guys lighting up like yes, yes. like, <laughs> like mind exploding like True. realizing you know because like we're all at the end of the day we were discussing this earlier like we're all the same mm-hmm. we all just want to be loved and accepted for who we are right. we want to be ourselves and live freely and go with what we feel is right because mm-hmm. you know we all have a right to opinion and a lot of times when we allow when we listen to our intuition and we just believe in like a better tomorrow and just believe in love because love is the cure to everything you right. really think about it it's yeah. just what fear gets that gets in the way true dang Jonathan's TED talk right here you want to say something negative now go ahead <laughs> <laughs> she got her out oh, okay Okay, so background is because like Erica's an earth sign, if you don't know that. Taurus. Taurus. Uh-huh. So very stubborn in their head. Yes. Very self-deprecating. But we're here to remind her that she's amazing and we're here to remind all of you guys, listen, that you guys are amazing as well. This is just this yeah. is just my personality, y'all. You are very talented. Though. Yeah. Take it or leave it. <laughs> I love it I'll though, but we know that you could be better yeah. because you deserve better. I know. Aw. Well the minute I met John, then I knew he was just like uh, like one of those positive quotes on a wall. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Honestly, I love that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, something that's uplifting. <laughs> little yeah. TED Talk over here. Mm-hmm. This is how you love yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. it definitely was a journey for me. I wasn't always like this. I think growing up, I was never told that I was handsome. I was never told I was good enough. My parents well, when I first met you, you're, like, very shy. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of very, like, always doubting yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's when I thought, when I would tell him, like, fuck everybody else, Jonathan. Like, yeah. But now you're totally different. And I feel like you found a different side of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's amazing. Dude. And I, I want to thank you, honestly. Honestly, you're one of the people who actually planted oh, that seed in my head. Oh. 
and you know you watered it and you were always there for me um, and then now I get to help Erica and you and yeah. every night with all you guys <laughs> yeah. because like you know I'm really excited to be here and just say thank you to both of you you know because yeah. you, guys, you guys are doing something incredible like you know a lot of people say things but they don't do shit you yeah. know yeah. like I want to do this because I fall into that category too so I was like I, I want to do this but then like yeah. I get lazy night in my head yeah. but you guys are actually doing it and I'm so proud of well yeah and just to take like thank Virginia she always pushes me whenever I like don't feel like it but she's there she's like get your ass here yeah yeah yeah, I love it no I'm I'm grateful that she's like this that she's a you're a pusher You have to push it, dude. Yeah. It makes magic together. I know. Um, Let's let's talk about a lighter note. You you mentioned mentioned this earlier. Uh What is it called in LA? Those bathhouses? What are you talking about? (laughs) So, okay. So we're we're learning about more of the gay culture. Yes. Okay. So um, there's these places called bathhouses. There's three of them here in LA. I probably shouldn't say their names. And if you, if you hear that noise, it is poppers. So if whoever listens to it, listens to this, it's called poppers. And I introduced these ladies into poppers. Trying them for the first time. I'm, I'm good, time. but... I'll... No worries. But definitely, okay, so there's these bathhouses in L.A., which is basically a place, I guess like a safe space for, like, men to just be men, which is basically fulfilling their urges. And I came to the realization that they should have bathhouses for women, too, where, like, if they ever just want to just fuck around with other women, like, you know what I mean? So it's it definitely takes inspiration from, like, those, like, Roman and Grecian times. Oh, yeah. You know, that oh, everybody's sure. just, like, naked and just yeah. having sex with each other. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. But um, but there's three bathhouses here in L.A. Um, I had no idea this existed. Right? No, yeah. I didn't know either until, um, until one day I looked it up and, like, I was like, no, fucking why not? And, you know, I've gone... I've gone for the intent of hooking up, but I've also gone in the intent just to relax. So honestly, walking around naked, I definitely have like learned to love my body. Like liberation. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and I've gone hiking naked sometimes. What? Really? I, yeah. <laughs> that seems very uncomfortable. It yeah. Was, honestly, it was. I danced. It was like, oh my God, it's so you see. But then it's just all about like pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone. You know, before I would, I was always ashamed of my body as much as, you know, people would compliment it. I just was always so ashamed of it, you know, mm-hmm. because I was taught to hide my body and hate these insecurities or you know I wasn't good enough or I didn't look like this you know mm-hmm. and it really made like took a toll on my on myself and my self esteem but it got to the point when I started going pushing myself and I actually went to a there's a place called Black's Beach in San Diego which is a nudist beach which is the only new beach in California I know of so far um, and I went I was just there and there's literally like people like fucking and just doing this <gasps> stuff and are you else. serious? yeah on the beach? yes and wait people, which beach in San Diego? Black's Beach Black's Beach oh it is yeah. so fun honestly I literally I went in the ocean I, I went into the ocean naked and I was just like and then people were even looking they didn't care and I was just like wow the only one who was in their head was me I was never being scared nobody yeah. even cared yeah. you know yeah. it's just more like why am I putting such an emphasis on this why am I putting such an emphasis on sex when mm. everything can just be free right. you yeah. know true Okay, back to this popper business because okay. this makes me laugh. So, poppers. Okay, so poppers was actually introduced to me. I knew about poppers before, but I was always too scared. Actually, the first time I tried it was with one of my ex-boyfriends. He kind of like, he didn't force it on me, but he really wanted me to try it just to have that experience. So I was just like, why not? And so I did it and it literally... I, I don't know exactly what it is. What they told me before, it's like a nail polish cleaner, remover, uh-huh. whatever. But it's actually used as a way to just like loosen your yourself up. Gay men use it as a way to loosen up their buttholes for <laughs> getting like, it's like, it's a mental preparation for like gay sex. Right. It's like, you know, it just loosens you up and mm-hmm. kind of allows you to just go with emotions. Um, but you just knit, it's like a little, it comes in a little cute little bottle um, and you just kind of close one nostril and just sniff uh-huh. and that's basically it and you just have the sensation you just go to sensation and it kind of loosens you and gets you out of your head a little bit 
it's really weird but like you know people think people say it causes like brain damage but I mean like what well, doesn't cause you brain damage anymore you know I know what I mean? what's not gonna cause you cancer what's not gonna exactly. be like yeah. everything is so processed might as well just get my butthole loose Come exactly on. and it, and, and it, it, goes, it goes back to like you jungle know, juice guys literally jungle juice rush uh, that's another good one um, yeah it's just like you know just saying fuck it you know at the end of the day we have one life to live every moment is precious so you know why not do everything we want to do or things that may seem scary and then once we do it we realize wow it was, it was nothing I had nothing to worry about yeah. it's like kind of going back to today Erica was telling me her story about getting her tar- car towed and I thought my car was towed too but ended up I was freaking out and I was like oh my god and then she's like it's okay don't worry we'll, we'll work it out and then I literally turned around and my car was right there and I was like I feel like I put that idea no, in your head you did, but, like, <laughs> but like it's because I felt what you felt oh, yeah. and where I was just like wow like this just fucking no I yeah. felt you yeah. I felt your emotion and like how you were just like what the fuck but you reassured me and I thank you for that yeah. and I ended up finding my car yeah. but like you know it, it just made me feel like wow like I could have the only way I could have reacted is I could have been like freaking out and like crying and all this stuff or I could have like Erica suggested just calm down and just all it's gonna be okay yeah so she reassured yeah. me and, I, and allowed me to reassure myself and surely enough we bonded over this literally <laughs> over this <laughs> fake traumatic experience because she even and she even gave me a solution and now I know like if if anyone if you ever need your if you don't know where your car is or where towing service you can call 911 they can help you yeah and that's actually something I didn't know so yeah. thank you for that yeah make sure you have your license and what street you're on that you're parked good yeah. to know see like yeah. I never knew that your license now, number yep wow wow I didn't do that either right it's yeah. like I mean, yeah, good to know. Yeah. yeah. See, my, my through my shitty experiences. We learn. Yeah, we learn. Yes. <laughs> and that's why our stories are important to tell. Yes, exactly. Getting to know each other. Going back to the movies. Sorry. Like Virginia was just like, I love Virginia because she gives me that like manager vibe. Like, come on, okay, I get it. But like, <laughs> no, do not. No, then she would have I to be an evil that. person. No, she's not an evil person. Just like she's organizing. No, I know. So I think one of the uh, things that I love about all these movies in general, like all these three movies and probably other 60s movies out there is that they all like focus like on close-ups, like those glamorous close-ups, like them feeling like they're glamour shots, you know, where like they're in distress, but they look, the camera zeroes in in their eyes and their eyes are like always so glamorous. They have like the lashes and even with Barbarella and with uh, Gentlemen Before Blondes with uh, Merle Monroe, which by the way, that role was supposed to be for Sophia Loren and they casted Marilyn Monroe instead of Sophia Really? Ooh. I had no idea. Isn't that crazy? Wild. I don't think I could see it. I could see it either. I think, I think Sophia Loren is too like bombshelly. Mm-hmm. I think she would probably steal too much of like a spotlight now. Yeah. yeah. Or it wouldn't like she wouldn't do the character justice because like right. he, he will be focused on that instead right. of like you know the actual acting in the character yeah and I don't see her playing ditzy like Monroe did the whole ditzy mm-hmm. thing but yeah yeah. so then um, do you guys know that Marilyn Monroe had a nose job no there was no jobs, nose jobs before yeah, yeah. I didn't Dude, know this Elvis and Marilyn Monroe had a nose Elvis? job yeah I know Marilyn Monroe was like crazy about washing her face I've read online like she would oh. wash her face like 30 times a day really? yeah oh but she had a nose job isn't that weird? that is weird that. because you think like old school Hollywood people were like actresses because they were born with it mm-hmm. you know like no one's like, born with a baby <laughs> i guess not like you know that iconic look like yeah you know, that chiseled feature yeah. I mean, it makes sense because too because even in her early growing up she wasn't always blonde too she dyed her hair True. You yeah. know, she bleached her hair mm. so it makes sense yeah because even to me look at photos before she became around like she came True. to hollywood she definitely looks like 
just country pumpkin. She does. Oh, really? <laughs> really? I need to look at more pictures of her. Yeah, it's just like she has that long hair, brown hair. Yeah. yeah. Like definitely really different. She's I mean, kind of average. Yeah. It's kind of interesting too to see like how like back then to much like now you see how people have this perception of Hollywood how you should look or how you should look. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how it affects it. That's really cool. That's interesting. Yeah. Who knew? You know what I, I mean? Because, like, even to, like, a lot of people who are from LA, from California, who come here to transplants, like, they try to act in a certain way because they think you're supposed to act this way. <sighs> like that valley thing? Yes. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Like, no, get over yourself. You have, like, two followers. Like, yeah. You say, and, and you literally just copy other people because you think it's cool, but you have no originality, much like you were saying. Well, there's yeah. so much of that here, though. Yeah. It's like everybody just kind of mocks a certain aesthetic. Yeah. Like, everybody wants to be a Kardashian. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's getting, like, lip fillers. Everyone's. Yeah. Everyone's plastic, dude. And it's so sad. But at the end of the day, it's just more like, I laugh at those people, unfortunately. But it's just more like, that's why I love going out places and being myself. Because I can see them shitting their pants every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like, just that. I, I mean, I learned to stand up for myself. Anybody, if anybody yeah. tries to laugh at me, I'll you turn around and look at them like, what do you want? Like, yeah. you're trying to laugh at me, trying to make me feel like shit. Like, and no. they're kind of the joke, though. Yeah, they're exactly. They're the ones with the joke. Because, and, yeah, I, I had told this to Erica, like, these people, like, these influencer people, uh-huh. it's funny that they reach a certain point where, like, they become somewhat, they have somewhat of a platform, mm-hmm. but they don't really stand for anything, like, uh, healthy for yeah. other people to follow, you know? But it just baffles me how, like, with it, all their bullshit and all of their, like, fakeness, they're so confident in it mm-hmm. you know and then people like yourself or people that are honest like mm-hmm. they're they're always second guessing themselves yeah. you know so it's like you, you definitely need to like get that bullshit like all those uh, voices in your head mm-hmm. side you know yeah I think what it is too is because they definitely have learned to manipulate getting validation external validation mm-hmm. so because they have all these people telling them how great you are so you right. believe it you know um but in the end, I think they're always calling they they will never last because once their 15 minutes of fame is over, That's they it. don't get that validation it, anymore. Yeah. Like it's done. Like they're right. not gonna they're gonna be like, am I good enough? Like if nobody's telling me I'm not good, if I'm good enough, then I'm not good enough. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just more like in the end, is yeah, they may be winning now, but no longer they're not. True. Because people, there's always gonna be someone new, someone better, someone more authentic, someone like who actually has a voice. Mm-hmm. And it's getting to the point where people are relating to that. People mm-hmm. want that. People mm-hmm. want these authentic connections. They yeah. don't want like you know. They don't want just to meet people on like you know. I feel like people. Okay, the pandemic has definitely taught us to look back into meeting people in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel I feel like definitely coming out of the pandemic and lockdown and realizing wow I didn't know how to socialize I'm kind of learning how to socialize again which mm-hmm. is really fun you know like going out by yourself or just doing things for yourself and yeah. just vibing with people who just match your energy now because right. I think a lot of people are being more energetically sound and conscious of who they hang around with which yeah. is nice you know that's true I was okay in lockdown though I was like please will never end well, <laughs> me, it was yes and no. I was still with my parents, so I was, uh, sorry parents, uh, kind of miserable, and I had a lot of anxiety, but I did not like not working. That was nice. I'm like, hmm, this is what it's like to marry rich, huh? Just <laughs> to have no worries in the yeah. world. Woo, it should always be like this. I yeah. know, right? Like, just, at least, like, if you're, if you're single and if you don't have kids, I feel like the government should support you. In 100%. <laughs> 
Yeah, they should support me now. Like, exactly. I, I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I, I believe in a socialist society, and I feel like the government should be taking care of its people every step of the way, like oh, mental, sure. mental health, physical health, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, like, we should be coming together and working as a community. True. Like, we should go back to, like, bartering and be like, oh, like, you're good at fashion, you're good at sewing. Here, you sell me this top, then I'll give you food. Or like, yeah. or even even giving provisions to like, you know, every month of, or every week, you know, depending on your family size, they send you like boxes right. of like food, packages, you know, and, and then like mm-hmm. you know, and it's easier to get help or like mental health or like physical health or whatever. Yeah, right. You know, it goes back to like just giving each other what we need. Like we're all a community. I believe in universal health care. I'm not, yeah, I'm 100% on that. And also abolishing student debt. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like there was this TikTok that mentioned like, hey, we paused student debt for like two years now and the world didn't end. So why don't we just like get rid of all of that? Like so people don't have to live in poverty and like spend all their paycheck on rent and also student debt and can't even fucking live. Also, yeah, and even to like, it goes back to like, the power that money has and money has over our like you know just society in general Mm -hmm. like the emphasis that you know money we need money to survive but in reality like we really don't money is fake i mean Mm -hmm. with the whole cryptocurrency going like that's all fake money Mm -hmm. someone can literally hack into any of our accounts and be like ten thousand dollars and be like okay you know what i mean like you know like it's a trippy concept it is so it's just like and it makes you realize that like what is real what is not you know but are we in the matrix are we in the matrix (laughs) where was keanu reeves i know keanu but yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's an exciting time. And I feel like, you know, definitely, I'm just happy to be living in this time period to see the shift happening of like people just being more aware right. and just deserving more. And because if you, I mean, if you think about it this way, a lot of people were just collecting unemployment. They didn't want to work mm-hmm. because they realized that like there should be so much more to life than just having to work. Yeah. And shit for the- because they probably suffered for so long, exactly, just like know. busting their butt having to work. Yeah. You know, people are putting yeah. themselves first nowadays and it's really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely does change my perception. I thought people would be kinder, though, after the pandemic. Mm. Oh, hell no. That's never going to happen. That's That's never going to happen, dude. Like, I found people being more rude. I'm like, what the fuck? Who let you out of your fucking cave, dude? Yeah. Well, look what happened to me last week. Yeah. Someone was so petty because I was, like, a little bit in their driveway for, like, an hour, and they towed my fucking car, and I spent over $300 to get it back. That's fucking ridiculous. I know. People were just half hour there. Yeah. It was not even... It wasn't even for, like, days on end. I can understand that. It would be fucking, like... Disrespectful. Nope. So, honestly, that's why you gotta stand in your power and be like, what is your name? What is your legal name? Because I'm gonna be pressing charges for you, legal charges. And then say that people don't wanna fuck with you. People are scared. Like I said, when you confront these people, because a lot of times when people try to use fear, try to like, cause you any harm when you literally say the truth and like speak truth and defend yourself people are like oh shit no 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 I'm, I'm just gonna say like my daddy is a lawyer literally <laughs> there you go there you go be like my daddy he owns three studios in LA so if you ever want to work in LA again then yeah kiss a goodbye literally cause at the end of the day they're all faking anyways yeah like everybody yeah yeah. so play their, ga- play their game a little bit and then like yeah, there we go. A lot of times you do have to play the game. Mm-hmm. I know, and I don't. <laughs> and it's hard. It is hard yeah. because, like, you know, it's yeah. definitely going against everything that we've learned. It, mm-hmm. Like, But it's just more like it's your survival and it's it's for your well-being. So, you know, because even to, like I said, we were talking about it. Like, if you ever need to take a mental health day at work and they tell you no, get that shit in writing. Yeah, be yeah. like, okay, you denied me this exactly mental health day. This. So, like, I deserve this. And you could yeah. even tell them, do like, hey, bro, you made me, you caused me anxiety. And, like, mm-hmm. that's basically, like, death there right there. Like, you know, you could have killed me because I was stressed out about this situation. So. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Stress is no joke, dude. It's not. Yeah. yeah. True. So, yeah. So then now we're going to go into celebrity hour. Any gossips that we've heard that we want to 
Yeah. Um, so Pete Davidson got an Instagram again. And I guess the first two people that he decided to follow was Kim, obviously, and Sebastian Stan, which is weird. Go- maybe he's a Tommy Lee fan? Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. But um, I just think it's interesting. And then uh, we were looking at his followers now. Well, his following now. And he's only following a whole bunch of sports and like a couple guys. That's it. And then Jonathan said something funny. <laughs> okay, so I'm not, I, I don't know Pete Davidson just as a person so like don't come for me but like I don't know I feel like Pete Davidson like going back to like when he's dating Ariana Grande how they're saying well he has big dick energy BDE and for Uh me personally when I think of that I don't think of actual physical dick I think Mm -hmm. of just confidence Mm -hmm. and for me I define confidence confidence in a man as being so open with their sexuality and Mm -hmm. just you know in terms of that so I came to the realization maybe the reason why all these girls are falling for him is because he likes to get pegged because I mean what girl doesn't want to peg their partner it kind of gives you you're kind of like switching roles you know what I mean Virginia but wait <laughs> you have a comment wait. so then so then you were saying that Kanye is is a, is a pegger no getting pegged yeah because don't you remember like Amber Rose he was like remember like he remember he was saying he was talking shit about her splashing in her but like well remember oh like you like fingers up the butthole and then he like the fingers in the booty asshole yeah something like that finger in the booty yeah and then like he ended up just apologizing or deleting everything he said about her so it's just like you know what I mean I think that's why these guys like they a lot of people are attracted to them is because you know they're balanced in that feminine and masculine energy which is well also Kanye West got with uh, that chick Julia Fox Mm. and she has mentioned before that she's into like pegging and whatnot yeah do you think wait do you think Kanye's secretly gay like he's trying to portray this over masculine see like I get that perspective too but then I feel like it falls into that toxic masculinity Uh you know what I mean of like Mm. assuming you know just because a guy likes fingers up his ass he's gay that's true you know what I mean okay okay we can't automatically say for sure that's true so but speculation 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 Speculation. we need more evidence we do but I'm pretty sure Kanye got Kim into introduced her to like pegging he's like I need this right now like he seems like kind of like a sociopath in a way (laughs) he kind of seems like a Patrick Bateman oh yeah and like probably for her birthday like he gave her like all these like pegging tools it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you here listen to this audio but I know. <laughs> Literally, I mean, you never know. Because, I mean, it makes sense, too, if, like, if Kim is definitely, like, she likes to be in control. If you see her, like, how she is with her family, how she is in general, uh-huh. like, as a person, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, he would give her, like, that control in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, probably. There's nothing yeah. more, like, that's fun to explore that side of, like, you know, because I feel like me, personally, I need to be, I'm very, like, dominant, but I've, been, I've definitely have gravitated more to explore my submissive side, you know, but I think it just kind of goes with, too, like, how comfortable you are with yourself. True. You know? Which is still a journey for me, too, because I don't like letting go of control. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> so, God, I can't harness yeah, the control. Yeah, right. The it's power. Like, exactly. It's just more like, but sometimes you just have to let go and just, like, let's see where, like, let's see, let's have this experience and see what happens. Yeah. And, then, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want everything in your regrets or saying, like, I should have just tried that, you know? True. I can see what Kim sees in Pete, though. He's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. He's very self-deprecating, which I like, because mm-hmm. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. But he's like a cute ugly, which I like. And I know Virginia's opposite. She likes her burly men. I know. For me, like, John Bernthal. Oh, yeah. He's, like, he's such a dude. He's the Punisher. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I like that too, though. It, yeah. yeah. It's very much like my husband. He's kind of like the same, like, vibe. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I just kind of like that type. But... What was I going to say about Pete Davidson? Um, his dad died in 9-11. Yeah. Free crash. <laughs> Stop. Wait, this is, this is not funny. Wait, <laughs> I think that's old news here. Stop. I think we all know this. A lot of people don't know this, though. 
Yeah, it's not like P. Davidson okay, talks about it in a stand-up. me. I was just like, yeah, I mean, like, you, what are you doing? No, I didn't know that. What are you serious? He talks about it all the time in a stand-up. Oh, okay. It's like his thing. I forgot he was a comedian. Like, you just thought he was there? Yeah, usually. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's pretty... I love that, though, honestly. Like, I like. I mean, he can joke around. I think that's why, like you said, that dark satire of yeah. understanding, like, you know what? I was dealt with these cards, but I'm going to make the best out of it. Yeah, it's, it, it's nice True. to make... You know, don't take life too seriously. Just make poke fun. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of correlates to, like, these movies that we, like, were talking and discussing earlier. It's, like, just letting go. Like, you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so about, like, more gossip, uh, the Cole Kanye thing was kind of, uh, Yeah, well, I don't follow him, but I see a lot of people take screenshots of his posts, and then after he deletes it. Yeah. Uh, he's just acting wild, dude. He needs to get back on the meds. It's okay. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I saw a little bit of his documentary on Netflix. I don't know. It's called Genius. Oh, But okay. it's spelled, like, G-J-E-E-N, and then a little, like, dash, and uh-huh. it says... Y U F H S genius. You know it's weird too. It's like I feel like I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna be Kanye and be crazy, accept it. Why are you gonna delete everything? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just leave I mean? it up there. And leave just... it up there. Like if you if you say you're Yeezy and you're like the Black Jesus or whatever you said yeah, yeah. before, like prove it. Yeah. yeah. Be afraid. Be yeah, afraid. have that confidence to leave it up there. Don't be like, like shy you know, away. Just be like fuck it. Mm-hmm. Don't like, apologize. I said I said yeah. what I said. This is what I feel. If you get offended by it, that's on you. True. And so I, you know. I don't like him backing down, but I whatever. Know. It kind of goes with his brand, though. That's like how he is. Yeah. Yeah. True. He has his highs, and then like he just reverts back. But I mean, if you think yeah. about it this way, like we all have that too. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's like a fashion genius too? Though. No. No, not at Fuck, all. No. One hundred percent no. Like I think he's he definitely falls into it's all hype, which is unfortunately yeah. how our society lives. This is more like if other people want it, I want it kind of mentality. If people say it's cool, it's cool. Yeah. And it's usually people who don't have a sense of brain personality personality yeah brain are like yeah they just follow they're just like a school of fish literally yeah yeah and it goes back to like how people gain this power yeah have you seen kim k for the face of balenciaga no. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I think the Kardashians are all news. I have seen one of them. Yeah, I think, I think so they're, too. we're getting to the point where like the euphoria girls are going to get more attention than the Kardashians. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, for sure. I hope like, so. they are also. Yeah. You know, yeah. Really think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I hope it's coming to an end. I just feel like there's, it's, we've just been on this boat for so long already. You know? Yeah. Like, they're on Hulu now. I heard that. Wait, yeah. all, oh, the series, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, isn't it over or are they starting over they're again? They're starting kind of over again, but they're like, they're trying to advertise. It's more real than ever. And I'm like, was it even okay. real to begin with? Okay. <laughs> like, okay. You oh know, like, sure, like, like you've never seen them before. Like we've seen Kim naked already. What is there, there to see? Yeah. <laughs> Her know? sex tape's out there. Yeah. What is there left to <laughs> I see? Know. You know? I think it's funny when I hear over here, like girls talking, like I feel so bad for Chloe because of the whole Tristan Thompson thing. Uh-huh. But I'm like, she's a fucking millionaire. She's probably sending bathing right on her pool like why do you feel bad for her she can hire someone to have sex with her exactly. she wants to like. yeah. she can find anybody exactly yeah. she's fine yeah she'll live um so the academy awards are coming up we wanted to talk about a little yeah, about March that. 27 yeah so we got an email a while back asking us if we're into any of the nominations within movies or if we watch it mm-hmm. at all so what do you think I'm gonna pull up the nominations right now hold on I just had it up there we go um, we saw Nightmare Alley, which was cool. We already talked about that. That's nominated. Don't look up. I thought it was a good movie. It stayed very relevant of how ridiculous our politics is today, which I liked. Yeah. Um, I thought Dune was good, so I'm glad it was nominated. True. I haven't seen Drive My Car. I heard Belfast was good. Like I have that, not seen that. It's about like Irish people. Oh, really? <laughs> oh. And I can't believe 
still Licorice Pizza is nominated. I, it baffles me. Is it just because Paul Thomas Anderson directed Probably. it? That's just wild. Yeah. And then you know who his wife is, right? Uh, no. Maya Rudolph. She's in the movie, yeah. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. That's SNL? His wife. Yeah, SNL. That's his wife. Oh, that's why she's in a lot of things, too. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, the Power of the Dog is nominated, mm-hmm. which I heard great things because Jane Campion, I think, directed it, and she did, like, other famous films back in the 90s. One thing about Power of the Dog, what? dude, Kristen, Kirsten Stewart is nominated for Supporting Actress. You mean in Spencer? Uh, you mean Kirsten Dunst? Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst, I'm sorry. Yeah. She needs to win that Oscar because her resume, like Virgin Suicides, um, Elizabeth Town, um, uh, uh, Interview with a Vampire, Marie Antoinette, like she yeah. needs something. Mm-hmm. Like, and she's such like an old school actress. Yeah. So I feel like she needs to take it. Like, I feel like she's I'm, been like on like a little break. She, cause she's like a very much family oriented person. Mm-hmm. She is. Yeah. Um, there was like speculation cause she used to date Garrett Hudlin, which is interesting because Garrett Hudlin went with Emma Roberts and he had kids oh, with her. Right. But she used to date Garrett Hudlin and I think she really wanted a baby. I guess he wasn't ready. So I she found she I think she found somebody who wanted kids and that was Jesse at the guy. Plumas. I don't know how to yeah. say his last name. Which is interesting. It is interesting. I don't really see them together, but to each their own. He's not too attractive. Right. Yeah. But I'm like, maybe there's that connection there. They're cute. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. There's that connection. It's more, it's more than just superficial. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else is nominated? West Side Story, which isn't, I, I'm like, that. Wait, they didn't it win back then? Yeah, in the 1960s. Yeah. I'm like, it should just stay back there. Like, yeah. it won for its time. Yeah. Like, acknowledge it. Like, cool, but. Yeah. Like, they shouldn't have redone this movie. I, uh, is yeah, it, I get it. What is nominated for? Uh, Best Picture. Sure. Really, I think I, it would have probably. Fit, I mean, if it's on the, like the best soundtrack or something. Oh, maybe. then yeah, that's a yeah. different story. But I think the the stories. Yeah, I agree with you. The story's it's the same. Been done. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Why do we need to? Yeah. I know. It's already been popularized. And then King Richard, which is I think about the Serena. The oh, I seen that. The, one. the the tennis player. Mm-hmm. I've seen that. That was Serena such a great Venus. movie. I've seen it. I haven't seen it, it's but a, I heard good it's things. It's like a wholesome good movie, but uh-huh. it, it's like Will Smith, dude. It's great. Amazing. Comeback. Oh, for sure. And then there's Coda. I never watched that one. Never watched that one. Do you know that one? No. No. <laughs> but honestly, Will Smith has been. Oh no, I, I never. One one thing that I always one movie I always think about him is the uh, the pursuit of happiness. Oh yeah, that's oh, a yeah, great that's movie. A good movie. That one made yeah. me cry so much. That is a tearjerker. That one, yeah. yeah. And, <gasps> He's also nominated for Best Actor. I did not oh, know this. Okay. okay, hope he wins. Yeah? Wait, does he have an Oscar already? No, he doesn't, no, he right? Doesn't. I think he was nominated for Ali, Muhammad Ali movie. Remember? Did he, he win? I don't know. I know he was nominated for sure. Okay, well, if he doesn't have an Oscar, he needs an Oscar. Yeah. He's a great actor. He's been through a lot of shit, too. Yeah. <laughs> that um, situation ship. Yeah, the situation ship. I mean, it is what it is, honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at all the nominees. Wait, Billie Eilish is nominated? No Time to Die? Where's that from? Oh, the soundtrack for, um, I think, 007. Yeah. Again, remember when Adele won? There's a pattern here. That's, yeah. British people singing about 007, James Bond, right. and winning. <laughs> well, maybe Billie she- is British? No, she's not British. Oh, oh yeah, she's not. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Scratch no. my guys. Woo. Oh, she seems British. She does. She does. She I get does. that. Yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda. Okay, I guess. Van Morrison. Beyonce. Okay, for King Richard. Diane Warren. Beyonce for King. I hope she wins. I didn't I even feel like know. It's gonna be a moment if she wins. Like finally, she won an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Beyonce. 
Interesting. Yeah, because I feel like Lin Manuel. He already won for um, Hamilton, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he won like yeah. a like Grammy or something. Yeah, something. Best documentary. Bowling no one cares. Was good, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, yeah. I watched a. Lo- I didn't. I didn't pay attention to it, but it was in the background. I need. That to, made me fucking cry. I need to. I need to rewatch it. I was in the theater by myself crying. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. I still like Coco better though. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay, you know what's also funny? Speaking of Kirsten Dunst and her husband, they're both nominated for supporting roles. Oh. Did you not know this? No. For the same movie, because they were in the same movie, Power of the Dog. Right. Yeah. J.K. Simmons, I didn't watch Being the Ricardos. I wanted to, but I just love J.K. Simmons. What else? Dude, imagine for like yeah. who wins in the household and like, hey, you know, I know, right? I won. I'm better than you. Just can't imagine. <laughs> They're gonna get divorced. I'm just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> Should we have an Oscar party here? I do want an Oscar party. I, I had one a while ago with my friends from Disney. You told me that. Yeah, and it was really fun. Like we were just drinking, just commenting on everything. I've never watched the Oscars. What? What? I've never watched the Oscars. I was oh more God. of like the music, like MTV and VMAs. Well, yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, because yeah. I love music, but like I don't know. I definitely will probably watch the Oscars this year. Yeah. Um, I like the whole, like, red carpet going up to the ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be obsessed with watching these award shows. Like, this time of year, I would watch the BAFTAs, Screen Actors. Everything? Yeah, I would watch everything. This is when I was, like, 12 years old. The SAGs. Yeah. And I would record it if I had to go do something. I would come back on my little Kiva. You're hardcore. I was, but not anymore. I don't give a shit anymore. (laughs) I feel like I'm kind of traumatized by, like, my my past jobs working in fashion PR. It's just like, ugh. Everybody, to watch everybody needs that dress at certain yeah. time. Oh my god. Okay, I can understand the trauma. Okay, what I feel like should win best original screenplay is Don't Look Up. I think that was really good. Very on brand for today. It's very on brand, and I see it as a great blockbuster film. But as far as like a nomination Oscar. Really? Yeah, I can see your what, point. What don't you like about it? What, what's missing it's, for you? It's a funny movie. It's a comedy. It's, right. a, it's a spoof about real life. Right. It's not like something, it's not like a lesson or it's not something that opened my eyes, you know, that. But I think it's, I think it's, I think it's interesting that a comedy like that is being nominated because comedies yeah. are usually overlooked and it's usually like biopics or historical period True. stuff that gets nominated. Right. Like, look at the other nominees. Like, it's something different. Like, King Richard is nominated for Best Original. Belfast, I think, is from like Ireland True. in the 20s or some yeah. shit. It's about a town in a potato famine. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know. True. Um, and then Best Visuals, I definitely want Dune. Dune should win that one. Yeah. That was, yeah. Spider-Man's nominated. Just for visuals? That was a good wow. movie. But I feel like, uh, as far as like red carpet people... I have a prediction that I feel because Penelope Cruz is actually nominated for I think I forgot so best actor yeah best actress uh-huh. yeah and I hope she takes it because she's Latina but also like her in the red carpet though like she always gives those old Hollywood vibes uh-huh. like glamour. beautiful yeah. glamour yeah so I'm looking forward to Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem as a couple on the red carpet so. yes you know what's funny sorry I'm still looking at the nominees I'm going through it best makeup and hairstyling coming to America oh fuck the no. sequel to coming to America that's how did not- that get in there that's so I didn't I didn't yeah I didn't watch it but I heard it was horrible that is funny um what else best original score Encanto don't look up probably Encanto's gonna win for sure mm-hmm. um best short documentary sorry guys just looking at this is that it best production design ooh production design probably like Nightmare Alley or Dune in my opinion 
Yeah, I hope Nightmare Alley gets it. I like the carnivalish yeah. vibe. I feel like the carnival vibe in Nightmare Alley was something that Freak Show American Horror Story wanted to do so bad, yeah. but mm-hmm. they couldn't capture it. Mm-hmm. Best cinematography. I still think Dune. I really liked it. I know we have our different opinions no, on Dune it. No, Dune is a great movie. Yeah. However, I am just, like I said, like I just kept waiting for that big moment. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. You want it more. I want it more. Well, that's why there's part two, baby. I guess. But it's just more like, if you have one shot, kind of we were talking about this earlier, like yeah. if you have one shot, yeah. You better, you better fucking take do it. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You mm-hmm. better fucking do it. Don't hold back. Any other words of advice you guys want to give? I feel like we've uh, went into a lot of detail here and we... It was really fun. I, I have something that I learned today. Yeah? Just have a loose butthole, dude. Literally. <laughs> Live your life like a bo- loose butthole. Literally, get, grab some poppers, grab your weed. Don't let it control you. You control it. Yeah, um, loosen up your butt. Yeah, listen, yeah, loosen up your butt. Literally, oh, yeah. Yes. Do it. Ass. Sometimes you just need to put a finger in your butthole to quote Amber Rose, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like... Iconic. <laughs> And yeah, so that that pretty much concludes episode nine. Thanks, Jonathan, again for coming over and uh, talking to us, your words of wisdom. And I'm sure it resonated with a bunch of people out there, hopefully. And uh, you can find him at... Oh, ego uh, on Instagram, ego.ofsun. So wait, ego.of.sun. Yeah, ego.ofsun. He has a lot of really cool photos, like really creative. We'll tag him. Yeah, hire me. I'm looking for work. Hire me for single and you're cute and you're mentally stable. (laughs) Those are my requirements. Yeah. Um, Anything you want to say, Erica? That that was it. That was my word of advice. Uh, Follow us on Toxic Shock. uh, Is at underscore Toxic Shock underscore. Uh, We have an email too. If you guys want some some questions answered, it's uh, ToxicShockLadies at Mm gmail.com. And yeah, we're going to look into like the whole sticker situation. Just DM us. Or just DM us if you guys want a sticker. We'll definitely ship that out to you. And you can just Venmo either Eric or I. It's just $3.50. It's a great little sticker. Mm -hmm. And that will help us support us a lot. Uh, And yeah, we'll look forward to episode 10.